Hello and welcome to the 43 episode of the Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. My name is John and I'm joined as ever by Scooby. How you doing, pal? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was a, that was a very sharp intro. <laughs> it was good sharp. <laughs> Episode 43. Boom. Here we go. How are you, Steve? John, you good? I'm very well, yeah. Well, much of my thinking is, Scooby, is that, you know, into our 43 episode, how many fresh listeners are we going to get? And how many fresh listeners, not knowing what this podcast's about, are we going to get? Yeah, they've randomly stumbled across <laughs> it. You know, I'm sure they're delighted. Uh, so, no, okay, good stuff. Look, we're on top of the world, aren't we? What weekend it's been for Scotland? It really has. I mean, to take six points from the possible six points um, against the Pharaohs and Israel, um, you'd have taken it before the international break, but in the manner that we did as well, you know, 94th minute scenes, 86 minute scenes. I mean, pff, incredible. Doesn't get much better, does it? It doesn't at all. Four wins on the bounce. They'll start calling it Stevie Clark time in order to the big man who was watching on Saturday. Uh, uh, yeah, unbelievable. This knack for scoring late goals um, and clinching games is something we can we can definitely get used to. Oh, Big Linden, we miss you in the cinch. I'll tell you that. What an asset he'd be on Fantasy Football Scotland. Yeah, he really would. Imagine him coming in with that amount of confidence into, into the SPFL, into oh. the cinch, just getting out his tits in the cinch. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, look, some of the performances sometimes with Scotland are left me wanting slightly, but as a, as a friend of mine said today, like, who actually remembers how you qualify for a World Cup? No one. Like, let's just let's just get there. Let's get to Qatar and let's work out how we're going to drink pints. Yeah. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, well, to, to, to sort of jump in on that, and we're look, looking, I guess, at the, um, the, the, the international fixtures from a fancy point of view, we can kind of, we'll start there. What else are we going to look at tonight, John? Uh, so yeah, your spot on school be part one. It's like we've chatted before. It's going to be international FFS style. Part two, we're going to be previewing some big games at the weekend. You've got uh, your own JITs up against Rangers, which um, should be an absolute firecracker of a game. And then in part three, Scobie, I'll be honest, I am thinking, or actually I have activated my wild card uh, in Fantasy Football Scotland. I've actually activated it in um, FPL as well. <laughs> I just feel like it's a fucking it's wild card time, you know. <laughs> just finger fingers everywhere. Just getting your getting that 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 wild card played. I love it, John. Lots yeah. to talk about then. Yeah, it just feels that time of the season where we've you know we're eight, we're nine weeks in, and we just need a bit of fresh up. We've had the big international break. We're about to go on that big dunt into the winter, the dirty months, and I feel like my team needs to freshen up. So in part three. I will talk the listeners through and you can interrogate my decisions, Kobe, and hopefully make them a bit better. Um, <laughs> I so, will bear that in mind as we as we as we look at this weekend's action, I will have that firmly front of mind. Uh, fastest finger first, John Moore playing his wild cards all over the place. That's it. That's it. Um okay, so look, we've already touched on Scotland slightly, so let's try and let's try and um, clear the fog away and look at it through a purely fantasy football Scotland perspective, a pure cinch perspective. Scobie, where were the standout performances for you? Yeah, so we'll, I'll, I'll go back to, you know, just to touch on Scotland players that we, that we saw there. I think um, I think it's sort of becoming clear Nathan Patterson does look like he's a player that's built for that level. Mm. Um, when he's good, he's very good. I thought, you know, clearly the, the ball in last night for, for, for Big Linden to get on the end of was just a 
classic example of what Patterson can do, what he offers. Um, you know, and I, and I thought Fraser was a little at sea, but that's not necessarily his fault. It's not his position. And I thought the whole team was playing poorly uh, to the point. He did start to get some better balls in, to be fair to him, in the last 10 minutes that he was on the park were his best 10 minutes. But Patterson just... It's just easy. so impressive as well for Patterson having just come off the bench to deliver that within you know within two minutes of being on the pitch to to, to you know normally a person would require a couple of chances to get a delivery so mm. brilliant and uh, yeah no I agree just got such a good touch I mean we sort of seeing both sides of it too I think you know I was talking to, to someone else big Scott fan who was at the game on Saturday and, and sort of commenting that you know he didn't look great in the first half against Israel I think we have seen particularly. Um, you know, defensive frailties uh, from him, a tendency to maybe a little bit be a bit over eager, uh, be caught a little bit out of position. And I think savvy international players that he'll come up against will unpick that. Um, but you know, when he's good and he's going forward, he's such an asset. And to have that, to have that balance left and right pitch, unbelievable. So hopefully, we see a bit more of Nathan Patterson in. Um, the Rangers side I think they could do with him they could do with his energy and we continue to see him this season because that's a big build so so, so for me it's, it's, it's that it's that theme of Scottish youngsters it's him um, and then obviously we saw Nisbet coming on um, you know in the games but it looks like against Moldova we will, will we get a Kevin Nisbet start? Well it's a, it's a good point because obviously Lyndon Dykes is suspended for the Moldova game and uh, Che Adams uh, has an injury at this point that we don't know the extent of. So yep. he might come in. And then also Ryan Christie's suspended. So the, th- the three guys that he's vying with the place for the closest are all kind of out of action. So I think Nisbet's got a huge chance to step up and will have something to prove over the next month until the game. I think it's on the uh, 12th of November. So I'm about a month from now. Yeah. Uh, where he'll be hoping to get that start. And imagine being the guy that scores the goal that sticks us in the playoffs for the World Cup. Absolutely. Incredible. Absolutely. Nisbet's got so much to play for over the next couple of months with the January transfer window approaching as well. I think there's no secret about the fact there's been a lot of interest in him. I think it, he feels like a player that, you know, he's not... He, Hibs have been great for his career, but I don't think he feels like a tremendous amount of loyalty to stay there. I think mm-hmm. he will go. He'll want to go. And I think the club will take the money if an offer comes in that's sizable. So... You know, he's got loads to play for now for the next month. If he gets those goals, as you say, to put us through, that just puts him on a lot more people's radar. So, um, yeah, big one to watch, Kevin Nisbet. Maybe time to start thinking about investing in him um, with the run coming up. Agreed. Where else do you want to take us in? Well, we'll go from the front of the pitch. We'll go to the back of the pitch. We'll go to Craig Gordon, who made some really, really important saves in that first half against the Faroe in particular. I think there was only three shots on goal against Israel, so he made one half-decent stop. Uh, but not too much to do, actually, overall against Israel, but made some really, really good saves against the Pharaohs. This man is on fire in the cinch premiership. He's on 48 points. That's 11 points clear of second place, Sander Clark. Scobie, when I'm making my wild card this weekend, he is nailed on for selection. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> That's it. It's That's unbelievable. It. the best I've seen Gordon play in years. And um, it's just, we're, we're so lucky to have him. We're so lucky to have him both for Scotland and, for, and certainly for ours. Mm-hmm. Superb. We'll move on. And then the final Scottish player I suppose to talk about from Cinch's perspective, Cal McGregor came back in, again, had a really, really good game against Israel. Mm. When he's played well in Steve's Clark most important fixtures, I'm talking Serbia, I'm talking England, I'm talking Austria. He's the one that stepped up and played really well in these games and been great. So it was good to see him back um, from injury. Obviously didn't get played against the Pharaohs just due to probably the fact he was back from injury. Fantasy Football Scotland, 
just given the Celtic options in midfield, are we thinking he's relevant or not? No, I think he's just middling, particularly in that midfield option right. area. I think for Celtic, we've, we've talked about it plenty, but I, I just don't, I don't see it from from McGregor, you know, doing enough um, to, to to warrant it. But yeah, I do agree with you. And also last night he came on, and then we also got the goal. So he yeah. does he does bring some positivity. I've never been his biggest fan at times, but you, you, you can't argue with the, the performances he's been. Okay, okay. So so moving slightly actually from Celtic midfield to Celtic midfielder and from Scotland to Israel, I was surprised that Bada didn't get any minutes um for Israel at Hamden. Were you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if we're like sort of caught in a bit of a funnel of like just you know this inch and just constantly we really are like doing a good job of branding Sench, aren't we? Well, I'm sorry uh, not being sponsored. I would love it if this had sponsored us. They sponsor everything else these days. They, they're sponsoring me. Did they not get in touch with you? Dodgy asset man. Um, they're sponsoring the NFL now as well. I think, I think, isn't it? It's non-stop. Uh, anyway, yes. I, I think it's it, whether we're looking at it from that perspective, but he's been playing well for Celtic and he's been playing well for Celtic in Europe. Israel do not have a lot of attacking talent there. Yeah. Why is he not playing? Yeah, I mean, they didn't create anything, actually, from open play. And, like, you know, whilst we can say that was great from Scotland's defending point of view, I mean, look at Ferro Irons cutting us open. Um, yes, uh, the front three, you know, De Boer, Solomon and Zahavi are, are decent players and have caused us problems. I mean, I was shocked to see a bad not come on and quite frankly delighted. Yes. <laughs> so, we'll get we'll get away from Scotland and I'm just going to um, fly us around the globe, trot us around the globe for uh, Cinch Stars, Scobie. So yes. uh, we'll, we're going... So actually, two cinch stars, eh, cinch stars that shared a pitch in um, Saitama in Japan was Martin Boyle and uh, Kyogo Furuhashi. They actually were both on the pitch at the same time for Japan's 2-1 win over Australia. Kyogo actually came on for half an hour, so I think that's quite good for fantasy football Scotland owners because it means he's not got injured. Martin Boyle also uh, played for Australia and did actually score against Oman in the previous game. Goal machine. Goal machine, he is. Yeah, you wonder if there's long flights and whatnot take out of him a bit. Uh, But he does all seem to come back and and jump straight in the team, for credit to him. But yeah, Mm. it's a... (laughs) It's a fair trot to go. Um, mm-hmm. It's not exactly fair odds. Exactly. And then um, Ibrox, there was two great solo goals from Ibrox. Actually, I'd say peripheral stars so far this season. One being Fashion Sakala uh, for Zambia, scored a superb solo effort. Mm-hmm. And the other being Haji, scored for the Romanians uh, really? against Germany. Yeah, yeah. Skinned three players off the right wing before sticking it in the bottom corner. So these are two fantasy football Scotland's prospects or assets, we'll call Scooby. At the start of the season, I think we're in a lot of teams. And just with these couple of goals, I think they're starting to sort of work their way back in our into our thoughts, are they? Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. I'd like to see more from um, Rangers attacking options. I think we've talked about that for a while. We'll maybe go on to talk about that more in part two, but definitely. Uh, Haji in particular, I had very high hopes for. I had him in my, in my, in my team for the first couple of weeks uh, to no avail. So, yeah. It was nice also to see Jamie McGrath pick up his fourth gap for Republic of Ireland. I think he's uh, such a brilliant footballer. Uh, won't be staying at St Mirren too much longer. Hopefully staying in the cinch a lot longer. They got a 3-0 win in Baku. Actually, the last time he visited Baku, uh, he got arrested, Scubby. <laughs> uh, it wasn't quite as funny a story as I was hoping. 
Oh, really? uh, I was hoping it was going to be something, uh, you yeah. know, uh, some of the good stuff. Uh, but, or something. Yeah, yeah, but it was for having an interview on private property. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And then in the last bit of news, Scobie, for part one, before we get out of part two, Dundee United have made a signing, and it's Max Biamu. He's coming at 4.4 million on the Fantasy Football Scotland game. This guy's a French striker who was at Sutton United for a lot of his 20s. So he's now 30 years old, right? That's fine. Actually, to be honest, I don't care Fantasy Football Scotland. I don't care about their future potential. I'm thinking about oh, right now. He's scored 33 goals and 116 appearances, you know, just better than one in four for Coventry City. Okay. Um, and has come up with a little bit of hype. I really, as I'm saying, I'm making my wild card and I quite like that sort of third striker option. You know, that it's, I've got Tony Watt, I've got Liam Boyce. Is this guy that sort of fun striking option that could blow up? I don't know. Well, I think that's one we'll leave to part three, John, because there are some other options you should be considering. <laughs> but yes, hopefully some more goals to come that have been massively lacking um, over there. Uh, well, I think if that wraps us up, we've got a whole bundle of action to talk about from, um, you know, we cast our minds about two weekends ago and looking forward to the weekend coming. So let's jump into part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitbar pod. Scooby, I'm trying to be quick. Yes, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like I've got to be on my toes. But is he even going to say, is this just say part two and that's it? Leave it to me. Wow, there's a new pace, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, yes, part two. Um, we will cast our minds back to before um, the glorious international footballing period, which we now just look forward to. That's rare, being Scottish and looking forward to the international window. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll cast our minds back. So it was a good weekend of action where are we going to start we're going to start at st johnston so johnston made it three wins from their last four games being dundee 3-1 uh they now face livingston this weekend mm. that is a mouth-watering prospect for saints fans is it's not i i mean livingston as we've said i mean god bless david martindale and his merry men but they look pretty honking and down there with Dundee and Aberdeen I'd say as favourites for relegation (laughs) some really some really interesting kind of like runs coming up I think October's gonna be a big month for a lot of teams all over the league I think it's gonna be really season defining and we'll get into that as well but St Johnson yeah see those three goals two courtesy of Chris Kane who kind of maybe got his season underway um, Chris Kane, 4.8 million, just, just for reference. Uh, two goals for him, and O'Halloran had two assists. Stevie May, who's quietly been in very good form, had a goal and an assist in this game as well. Stevie May's now scored um, two in his last three and mm. assists. I think he scored 20 points in three games. Obviously wow. That has gone completely under the radar, hasn't it? Completely. Completely. Yeah. Johnson are on a run there. So I'm saying, are we starting to see some value in Saints players again. And I, and, oh. I, and I say that because you look at it, basically Rooney is the ninth most owned asset in the game, 11th most is Clark. But then you have to go very, very far down to find any starting players from St. Johnston, which are not just cheap players people have chucked in to keep their budgets low. Curtis Main is more owned than Chris Kane. 
Uh, I mean, that... well, that's sinking for a while. Christian's <laughs> the 116th most owned player, and then Curtis is about 94th. So... What is wrong with us? What is going on? <laughs> so, is I think there's some value to be found. Yeah, um, I'd agree because I think as well, like you talk about how highly Rooney is owned, but thanks to Gregor Smith in the last episode, fullbacks. I encourage any listener to go back and listen to that just that yeah. segment on fullbacks. I mean. As, as fullbacks go, Rooney actually maybe isn't the most productive in there. So I think yeah. you're so right, Scobie, that there is so much more value to be had in the St. Johnston team. And Kane really feels like the guy to be having there, especially, you know, what I was saying about that third or third sort of striker option in your team. You know, there's Liam Boyce is a must have. And you're probably thinking one of the Motherwell boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I think, I mean, I Stevie think May. this is the thing. Stevie May is the, is the, is the fifth highest scoring uh, striker in the game now. 5.2 wow. million he is. So, he, you yeah. know, he's not cheap, but he's still in that bracket. Mm-hmm. He's cheaper than Boyce, he's cheaper than Ramirez. Um, and then you've got Kane, who's now kind of jumped up. He's in the top 10 as well. He's 4.8. So I think there are options there. It does feel a bit like Sean Rooney. That's a, that's a sort of romantic thing that people have put Aye. in their team because he's a legend. But I don't think it's really determined by anything he's done from a fantasy perspective. So I think St. Johnson worth looking at Celtic, Hearts, Dundee United and St. Mirren to come. So a couple of good games um, for them, a couple of tougher ones. I definitely, as a Hearts fan, I'm going to fear that game. I think they'll, they'll quite look forward to playing Celtic, especially if they make it four wins from five this weekend, which it looks like they will. So, um, yeah, that's your banker, isn't it? This weekend at McDermott Park, the Super J's to thump Livy. Definitely put that on the bet slip now. Set and forget, set and forget. Do you know who else is also quietly on a great run of form? Dundee United. Yeah, not quite as impressive as St. Johnston, but when you put into perspective two draws and two wins in their last four games, they've conceded just one goal in that wow. time. Um, yeah, really impressive stuff, and that's an element that's kind of crept up on us. Dundee United, I'd, I'd say, you know, they obviously got the victory against Rangers very early on in the season. I think because they've not been scoring goals, there's not been an awful lot to talk about there. Mm. But defensively, Edwards and Mulgrew are seventh and ninth, respectively, in terms of scoring uh, amongst defenders. Edwards is only 2.6 million as well, but they're consistently playing. Um, and, you know, are we not surely considering? Um, those players. I know there's another Dundee United uh, player that you're you're a big fan of. Um, mm. but, but where where are what are we thinking of Dundee United? Is this well, I think I think it's interesting. You make the point about Charlie Mulgrew being so high on um, on the points total, and he's actually not really delivered from the fantasy perspective that we thought he would at the start of the season, and that's his um, excellent set piece capability. Mm-hmm. So I think there's actually still quite a lot of upside in Charlie Mulgrew. Because not only are they getting the clean sheets, and we've talked endlessly about how good Benji Segrist is, but I really do think him coming back in and three weeks ago has really helped with the stability of the defence there. Uh, so I can see that that happening uh, further. I mean, one guy I've got in my um, wild card um, is Ian Harks. Uh, he's 3.5 million, lovely little enabler in, in midfield, uh, might I add. Um, so, you know, he's, he's definitely someone I'm thinking about as well in there. Um, got a couple of assists, a couple of goals, so, you know. Yes, I mean, I think he's he's actually edged into sort of top five or six territory amongst midfielders. So, yeah, Harks was the one that I, I thought you liked. Um, so, yeah, confirming it. And then, and then yeah, I suppose just going back to my, my signing that I, I picked out in part one, I mean, this guy really excites me. You know, obviously, no, no more Shankland. And then um, McNulty hasn't quite set 
Um, the goal scoring charts are light at Tanadice, let's say that. And does he look like doing it now, even under Tam Courts? I'm not sure. Uh, but Biamu, I think, is quite an exciting prospect. And this guy, he's on a real upward trajectory in his career. And, you know, well, maybe we'll be starting calling the Scottish Jamie Vardy before long. <laughs> um, love it. Maybe, maybe stranger things have happened. Dundee United have got Hibs this weekend. The run that they're looking at is favourable, though. It's Hibs, Motherwell. Livingston and St Johnston to come, so there's you know opportunities there. I think I um, you know we can we can talk about Motherwell a bit more in a moment, uh, but I think that's a game that be they'll be looking at. I think the Hibs game in particular, though, if I'm to make a bold call for this weekend, um, I do not see Hibs winning that. Um, I think it might be a draw. It could be a scoreless one. Um, I do even think that Dundee United might pip it. Um, just feels like it's maybe going that way. As we've said, Boyle doing a bit of travelling to come back after being with the Australia squad. And it's, it's been away, you know, long weekend with Scott and Boyle's Pharaohs. You just wonder if it's just disrupted things a little bit for them. Uh, and mm. obviously, Porteous is, is facing the ban, which we will talk about. Um, so I think we have to. Um, so, yes, watch that space. I would not be betting on that game if you're if we're building an accumulator as we go through, John. Um, I mentioned it a few times. I got a bit of stick for it last episode, but um, I was indeed at Tynecastle uh, <laughs> to see, to see uh, Hearts beat Motherwell convincingly, I must say. Um, it was an early penalty for Liam Boyce. That took his tally to six for the season, and it should have been seven. Um, he obviously missed his second penalty, not like him. Just a note actually on Liam Boyce. Liam Boyce and Michael Smith both did not um, um, fulfil their international duties with Northern Ireland. They both um, let Barclough know, I believe it was towards uh, the end of last month, that they were um, they be asked? to focus on club <laughs> football at the age. Yeah, yeah. Close the door. They've opened the door for younger players, is the line. Um, but they basically said they want to focus on their time at heart. So, Selfishly, from a heart's point of view, very good. You know, two guys that are integral to our team. I thought Michael Smith was fantastic against Motherwell, actually. Um, you know, Boyce looks comfortable in that role in and amongst, um, you know, with Woodburn playing out one side to him and Mackay at the other. Um, but, but Michael Smith was, was, was tremendously impressive. Um, so, you know, I think it's good for us that they, that they weren't there. It was a wonder goal from Kingsley as well, though, and I think he's got to be considered for that reason. He's got a couple of goals this year. He's a fantastic set piece taker. Um, right. Three million. Yeah, yeah. You look at you look at that. So that, uh, you you look at it hearts from a defensive asset point of view. You know, probably going to have Craig Gordon on our team. We've probably got Liam Boyce. We're probably talking about Hearts triple up at this stage of the Cinch Premiership season. 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 Which is actually amazing considering that we're only in October. But there we go. So it's you know, Scobie, I'm going to pick your brains here. It's you know, Cochrane obviously offers the cheapest. Uh, price point being 2.6 million and the game's joint top goal scorer, uh, point scorer in defence. Um, but yeah, you've got Michael Smith sitting in there who you said was excellent overall game, but do we get points to that in fantasy football Scotland? No, we want output. And you've also got Stephen Kingsley just coming in um, three points less than Smith, five points less than Cochrane, same amount of points as Smith. I'm doing my wild card. Where should my money be going at Tynecastle in this defensive um, trio? Yeah, it's really hard. It's a bit like, I'm, I'm not saying it's this level. Of course it's not, but it's a bit like the Tav Barisic goldson thing last year. Mm. I actually don't think you can go wrong. Um, and that's, the, that's probably my only feelings about Gordon. Like, 
he's a, he's a luxury asset, but there are there's quite a you know there's a few good goalkeepers out there, and you know he's only going to score so many points. Mm-hmm. So there is an argument to say if you're going to have boys that you go for Cochrane and Smith or Cochrane and Kingsley. Yeah. Uh, I think Cochrane at 2.6 million, as you say, the top scoring defender in the game, you can't not have him. Um, yeah. But I'd actually be inclined to maybe think about not having Gordon and, and going for uh, going for maybe Kingsley because I think I, Kingsley, you know, is either of them to be honest, because Kingsley takes set pieces as well. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, I, I take on everything you say there. I think Cochrane's uh, an essential if you're doing a wild card right now, just at the price point yeah. as well. Uh, and then Kingsley being on free kicks, you know, he scored that one up in Dingwall, and then also break one captured by yourself. At Time Castle, good to see that you were enjoying the experience, Scobie, not videoing it through your phone. <laughs> well, I, I, what I didn't capture on camera is Ali Boyd saying to me, All right, mate, we didn't sign Messi before the transfer window closed. <laughs> and then I started filming, and then he pops it in the corner. Of the, of the, of the, of the, yeah. Enjoyable. Uh, shockingly, though, Cochrane's only 6.3% owned in the game, mm. which, is, which is just crazy when you're looking at um, you know the, the likes of Mulgrew at twenty four percent. I mean, to be I, fair, all those Tynecastle defenders are. I mean, he's the highest of that three we just said. The other two yeah. are less than five percent. So, it's differentials at your tits. Definitely, definitely. No, I thought it was very good. I mean, on the flip side of it though, I really thought Motherwell were poor, and they've been very good. I've been very vocal about how good they've been the last few weeks, but they just had nothing. They had no yeah. answer to what we were what we were putting up to them. They looked slow. They looked clunky. They looked disjointed. Um, they didn't look a threat going forward at all. Didn't know that Van Veen was there. What did nothing. And I think got a really tough October coming up. We're going to do this a lot with the teams. So I've talked a lot about the fixtures, but I think it's, an, it's a crucial month for a lot of teams. And I think for Motherwell, this could be, you know, make or break. Are they a genuinely competitive team or not? They've got the old firm this month. They've got both of them. Um, they've got the informed Dundee United, as we just said, and they've got St. Mirren, who are not playing badly themselves. Motherwell could very easily not win a game in October. You know, so I think that's yeah. what they're looking at, and that's it, it's sort of one. It start looking like do we do you maybe start to offload or um, pull back from your motherwell assets? Uh, no, I think um, I think you're doing hearts and slightly disservice. I can't believe I'm speaking up hearts, but to go to Tyne Castle um, as as the motherwell fan, you probably just write it off. You know, you lose two three nil, and that you, you, you they're behind the game. They accept it as I, as I said when when I saw them at Pataudry. Funny that they've both seen Motherwell in the last month, so we're actually yeah. quite well qualified to <laughs> speak about them. But they're, they're this team that are they're physical, they're big, they're in your face. Yeah. And actually, if they're chasing a game, they might not be quite as effective. And I get an away against a better team, I think they'll often be found out. Um, so it will be interesting. Look, would you load your team up with more than one? I don't think we've ever said load your team up with more than one. I think it no. is a Kevin Van Veen or it is a Tony Watt. And I'd stick with them because one of them's going to score a couple of goals this month. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, talking of the old firm, we will touch on the two games that we obviously saw um, last Sunday. It was. Um, Rangers obviously have hearts this weekend. Um, we'll, we'll maybe reflect on it next week uh, on that famous hearts victory. Um, but they've not exactly been in a rich vein of form, as we've said. They've been pretty lucky in their last few games. And I think, you know, Portress's sending off certainly changes that game against Hibs. In the game which, in which Hibs were 1 0 up. Mm. Um, let's not dwell on it. But no. was it or was it not a red card? 
I just think it's a challenge as an opposing centre half that you do not make at Ibrox because you know what the decision is going to be. Yeah. And that is the most diplomatic response I can give that, Scobie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. I'm not really going to comment on it either. It is what it is. I think uh, just the commentary about around um, around Ryan Porches has been disappointing, though. And the way that people seem to want to um, characterise him as some villain, or no, no, you've got to be got you've got to promote like a a, a really exciting young Scottish talent. Absolutely, absolutely, um, he's a fantastic young player, and I hope to see him and John Souter as a centre back pairing for the future, perhaps. Um, so I don't like hearing that at all, um, particularly from one a certain uh, Glasgow based football team manager. Anyway. Rangers Hearts will be an exciting one of the season. Celtic also beat Aberdeen. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly being Aberdeen, death and taxes. Need we yeah. say more? <laughs> I saw Celtic hadn't won away in the league since February this year, which was eight months ago. It's like, God, where do you want them to go? Yeah, it's the we'll Tawdry. lads, don't worry. <laughs> and they will get Dr. the result. But uh, really positive for Celtic, seeing Furuhashi back. I mean, he really offers something really exciting. And what a, what a brilliant finish and really understated finish for this chest. I don't think many people have this sort of uh, mouse and skill to, to pull that off, to realise that it's not going to work with their head or their, with their foot. I mean, Scott McTomney did off his balls against Israel, but <laughs> this <laughs> was a much... Mouse did it off, off something, we're not quite sure, because the camera was yeah. down the quality. But... Was it his hand, though, was it? It was not his hand, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah um, yeah look Celtic uh, beating Aberdeen but Aberdeen you do have an opportunity to um, to redeem yourselves this weekend against Dundee I'm going to ask a very big bold question but does this feel like a somewhat miss, must win game to get the season oh absolutely back? I mean I, I think it's panic stations of Aberdeen lose it then this Saturday 6 o'clock kick up as well so everyone be pissed up yeah. Uh, so you will see, I think you will see rage and booing and all sorts in the stands in the away end of Aberdeen lose at Dundee. And Dundee will view this as a huge opportunity for them to, to, to start scoring a couple of goals and getting some points on the board. So it's, it's you know, you've got the sexy fixture of Rangers Hearts at three o'clock, but Dundee oh, Aberdeen at six o'clock on Saturday night is going to be, you know, the, the tension is... Is, is massive because and especially I think in the context of Aberdeen's fixtures coming up for the rest of this month, yeah, you know, yeah. we've got Hibs, we've got Rangers, we've got Hearts, and um, obviously just had Celtics. It's, it's a really tough run for Aberdeen. And if they don't win this game, then the pressure on glass it's gonna be shattering. <laughs> you beat me to it. Oh, that's a, that's a pod title in the, in the bank, in the memory bank for a later date. Um, well, if we're talking about fixtures, there's one last team. It's a team we don't give an awful lot of love to, John. Um, it's Ross County. Uh, and if we're talking about fixtures in October, as I say, this one kind of had gone under the radar for me as well. But Ross County have got St Mirren, Livingston and Dundee in their next three games. I think there's possibly some signs of life there. They have been playing some better football. Mm. Um, and there's, I'm just wondering, you know, if you're wildcarding, if you've got space for a cheap option on your bench, is there maybe some value in some players? Now, there's a few players that have stuck out that have kind of been playing. Um, Samuels, one, plays up top, 3.8 million. We've always liked Jordan White. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was injured last week, but, you know, he's been there, thereabouts. He's at 4.5 million. There's one guy, though, I'm going to draw your attention to. Regan Charles Cook. Yeah. 
3.3 million. He's playing frequently. He's got two goals and assists in his last five games. I think if I'm going to give anyone a little nugget, Regan Charles Cook looks like he could be the one um, with, the, with, the, with those next three fixtures that you might want to look for as a cheap option in your team. I like it. I like it. I think he's, him and Blair Spitzler are the two you look at in that Ross County team. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's this is what we're all about in Fantasy Football Scotland. It's looking for those fixtures. It's looking for those differentials. So, yeah, Scobie, what a great way to end part two. Hello and welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fitbar Pod. Scotland are three points away from the World Cup playoff. Ooh. Feels good. Can't wait for us to lose to Moldova, go 3-0 up against Denmark and then lose 4-3 at hand. <laughs> uh, so like- part, <laughs> part three this week's going to be going to do slightly differently as discussed. I have wild carded. It's active. So I'm going to run through my wild card. You're going to give me your worst, I think, down case scenarios. And let's uh, let's hopefully give the listeners a little bit of uh, help if they're making transfers or if they're like me and they've panicked and they've wild carded because their team looks absolute toilet. Yep. Let's do it. Hit me. Give me, give me, give me, give me your selections. Okay. So goalkeeper, I think we've, at the start of the season, we were thinking one good goalkeeper, one guy that ever plays to get the budget going. But now our budgets have all increased a little bit. And, you know, I think I've gained 3 million on my budget from the start of the season. So I've got a bit more in there. I'm going with two of the best keepers in the game. Craig Gordon, who we've already discussed, for the reasons we discussed. My second is Xander Clark. Do you think that's the, the way to go with them and just bounce the fixtures off between them? Or what? what's your opinion? Absolutely. I think you've got to go with two good to- two good goalies we've been on that bandwagon for a few weeks now um Xander Clark absolutely and the form that St Johnson are hitting although they've got a couple of tough pictures coming up mm-hmm. but they could overrun that Craig Gordon I love him to death I'd do anything for him but I'm gonna say that I wouldn't go with Craig Gordon I would okay. um, based on what we've just been saying I would actually go with a, another Hearts defender instead I think there's a few other good options out there like Jack Anwick from St Mirren for example yeah, Liam Kelly is another one at Motherwell who's caught my eye. We did discuss their difficult tactics. Um, I mean, like, yeah, you look at Clark and uh, Gordon, the way to flip them this weekend, you know, St. Johnston got Livy, so you go with Clark. Because yeah. Hearts are obviously playing Rangers. Talking of Rangers, there is one huge elephant in the room that we have not discussed yet on this podcast, despite being, you know, the best part of over half an hour in. And that is that James Tavenier did not start against Hibs. So that was not a shit game, a crap game down the bottom of the league that Rangers didn't start. He didn't start in a huge game. What on earth do we do with Tav, Scooby? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to go full panic stations on Tav yet. I still think he's undroppable. Okay. Um, but in all honesty, Rangers make me hella nervous this year because they're not playing well. They're changing stuff all the time, and I just don't really know what's going on there. But I still can't bring myself to drop Tav, John. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, look, wild carding, I've still got Tav in. My big decision is, you know, do I take Tav out, put in, say, you know, a Kingsley, which gives me three and a half million, and then do I chuck that three and a half million up front on, say, a Morelos, 
rather than just going with three sort of strikers of the sort of five and a half million below. That's where my concern is. It feels too risky not to go with Tav. So currently I've gone Tav, but the rotation risk and the fact that he's no longer, we think, on penalties as well, given that Roof scored the penalty at McDermott Park a couple of weeks ago. He's gone from this essential, undroppable play in fantasy with Scotland. Scobie, we haven't hit November yet this season, and all of a sudden, it's turmoil at Tav quarters. It is. It is. Do you think they're preparing for him to go? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and can't drop Tav, but we and are. The way that- to, to even be having this conversation... Um, you would you would you would have thought we were mad last year, and the way that Patterson obviously played for Scotland, you know, despite the tricky first half against Israel, he thought he was really good second half, and obviously came on and got the assist. So he's banging on that door, and they beat Hibs. So we'll we'll have to see. So moving around um, my wild card, I will then go with one or two of the Tynecastle defensive assets we've already discussed this episode. So let's leave uh-huh. them there. Then I'm going for Super Palm again. He feels like an essential. He does. He does. I think you've got to have uh, one of those Hibs defenders in and McGinn is... Right. I, I'm accepting that. And then Calvin Ramsey, you know, the bonus point magnet sec- or first top bonus points, I think, in a game so far this season. He's actually now up at 2.5 million. I initially got for 2 million. So he is nailed on in my fantasy football Scotland team. And as Aberdeen fan, I need to have one player at least. And that is about the only place that I think is worthwhile investing just now. Yeah, I just, I just wonder if you're worth looking at Dundee United. Um, mm. You know, we've talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if we if you needed to save some money, someone you're going to rotate someone in. Maybe it's somebody like Tanzer at St Mirren, or maybe it's even a Ross County yeah. defensive option for those next three games. But I do think you should maybe be thinking about a Dundee United asset. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Dundee United assets, I've got Ian Harks in midfield, mm-hmm. as we discussed. Quite like him, you know, a couple of goals and assists so far this season. I'm then going to Parkhead with two. I'm thinking actually the next three are all premium. Um, I've got Kyogo Furuhashi, who's obviously back from injury, scored a brilliant goal at Patodre, playing centre-forward. Ajeti was shite. It's Furuhashi's essential. And then Abada, despite him being neglected by the Israel national team, he's been uh, arguably the best fantasy football Scotland asset so far this season. Oh, you're really treating yourself. I mean, both of them. <laughs> yeah, I love it, John. Absolutely, absolutely agree on that. And Martin Boyle, just to finish things up. And then obviously I'm doing the bench trick in there as well. So I've got McKinnon. So front three, Scobie, do you want to try and guess where I'm going with that? I think I've given quite a few hints. Uh, I think you're going to go for Liam Boyce because you'd be mad not to. Correct. You're not surely going to hold on to Tony Watt, are you? Ooh, I think I am. Uh, Convince me otherwise. I, 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 do you know what? I'd still feel more comfortable with your man Ramirez mm. at Audrey. I still think, um, you know, that Aberdeen do have some goals in them. They're just conceding far too many. Um, so I would be looking at him. And I really do think there's a tricky month for Motherwell and I don't see Tony Watt scoring a goal. So I think that would be a silly one uh, okay. to go with personally. And then your third one, I don't know. I don't know who, who, who might it be. Um, well, that, that... The Rangers boys, you can't afford them yet, can you? That's where the fun is with uh, Max Biamu, who's currently in my team. You know, maybe instead of Nicky Clark, he, he, is he the guy that's gonna that's gonna um, you know ignite my fantasy football Scotland season? Oh, John, yeah. slotting him straight in. He's not I, even played a minute. That's a, that's a, that's a start of the season move. 
feel too feels too risky, doesn't it? But anyway, there's just, there's just so many great options there. Chris Kane, your man that you were talking about earlier, exactly. is also a great shout. Fashion Sakala, uh, guys, I on YouTube go and have a look at it. What a goal he scored for Zambia midweek! Unbelievable. Absolutely, looking forward to that one. Yeah, I think I think this is the St. Johnston boys. You could do a lot worse than mm. than than either of them as well. Definitely. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely not a jetty. Aye, no danger. Oh, right, well, thank you for your insight, Scooby. I hope you're not just mugging me off so you can beat me in no, the no, Fantasy I mean, Fitbar Pod League, which, of course, up. is my next question. How is the league looking? Well, it's ever-changing, John. It's different names every time. It's, it's good fun, though. It just shows the, the, the wealth of people that we have in this league. Um, we have another new league leader. It is what the F star C star. What the FC? Um, <laughs> James Tilbrook now leads the league on 536 points. That's a very good total. Um, he's got some real high flyers in this league. Um, and then our top, it was, it was a sort of, everybody was quite consistent this week, I would say. Um, the top score was 72 points. That came from Dark Houses FC, Ross Clark. Uh, he had Kane, he had O'Halloran, uh, he had Boyce. They brought in the raft of points. He may well be a, a Saints fan on that evidence. Because um, not an awful lot of people did have Kane and O'Halloran uh, starting for them. Uh, so, yeah, good on you, Ross. Um, and, yeah, get in touch on Twitter if you want a sticker. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing, John. That's a, we've, we've flown. Are you happy with that pace? I am. That's a good pace. That gets us out of it. And, Scooby, I will see you this weekend on my way up I, on the train yeah. tomorrow night. And I cannot um, finish this pod, John, without uh, congratulating my, my pod husband, Mr. John Moore on his uh, on his engagement um, due to be married at a date still to be set but finally got down and popped the question. How do you feel, John? I'm very excited. I mean, chest. I did. I did tell her, you know, that I ha- already do have a husband and that she will be joining a marriage of sorts already. So uh, we'll see how that goes. We might even have to get her on the podcast for a wedding special. No, very chuffy boy and uh, we'll see you this weekend to celebrate uh, everyone have a good weekend and send us your teams we'll see how John's wildcard pans out on Twitter I'm sure um, and yeah all the best <laughs>